Life is a journey, and eventually, all roads come together. You're listening to Breaking Camp, conversations focusing on our passion for the outdoors, everyday life, learning new things, and growing as people. I'm Bryce Ginther. And I'm Aaron Brenneman. And this is Breaking Camp. Welcome, Breaking Campers, to Breaking Camp Podcast. This is Bryce and Aaron, your camp hosts. Camp hosts. We're so glad you're with us. Um, yeah. How are you doing, buddy? I'm wonderful. That's <laughs> so good. So good. It took us a little, a little so to get good. started. I'm so today, cool, but... you know? Oh, yeah. It's just the temps are perfect. This is our... We're about 20 degrees above our optimal... Well, not quite 20, but... Just about. That's, right, if we were 20 right degrees less, I'd be right in my window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a little warm this weekend, last weekend, however, whichever weekend, whatever, summer yes. in the West, yeah. amid climate... In the PNW. Climate change, climate cycles. I don't know what the PC way to say it's not global warming is. Yeah, yeah. just the way that the world goes. Just the way we are today. Mm-hmm. You know, wildfire season is here upon yeah. us. Anyway, let's get back to the intro. Uh, well, hey, it's... Well, welcome. I should probably ask how you are. Oh, I'm good. Thank you. Good, good. Um, good. Yeah, loving it. Actually, a little warm, but that's okay. I can, I can deal. I have cool things to drink. I have cool people to talk to. Everything's fine. It'd be cool if you put your pants back on. <laughs> <laughs> Just a second. I mean, it'd be less cool, personally, I would for you. feel less cool. Cooler for me. Right. Less awkward. <laughs> Isn't it good that it's a podcast? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it has been uh, warm, but that's okay. Uh, it comes it's with summer. It. I realized the other day that I might have two two seasons. I believe we are now yeah. in Oregon. We have two seasons. Oh, really? It's too rainy and it's too hot. Oh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. There used to be some longevity to the windows. They seem to be shrinking. <laughs> you know? You really? It's spring. Yeah. Well, sp- this year, this year, spring seemed to be, as, as most people were kind of saying, I'm lumping everybody into a category. I heard a lot of, man, it's just been a really dry spring. Dry. It was dry. And, and so... I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we've lived through quite a few dry springs, but by this point, we've lived through quite a lot of them. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so dry we, ones, wet we're ones. We're still here. Warm yeah. ones, cold ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turned out to be a pretty good salmon fly hatch, which I mm. missed. Oh, of course, man. when the good ones happen on the dry springs, which yeah. is probably pretty yeah, good yeah. for the salmon flies, uh, I missed it. It was. It, it was happened a little busy. early, and it went long, right? No, it's about the same. Hmm. About the same. So, but, um, it's, yeah, it was just good. And we had a a few like short rains in there, which made the hatch longer Mm. because they need that warm, dry to Mm. be, to be laying eggs and stuff to get flying. So a couple of rains puts them down for a day or two and then it gets hot again and then they'll start flying again and it's just, it makes it work Mm. longer. It's awesome. But I missed it. Missed it. So, but yeah. I have an update that I would like to... Oh, update, update. I need like, like a sounder for updates. Like the Morse code. Yeah. Little update sounder. This is crazy, right? So last week, um, Father's Day, we were talking mm-hmm. about Father's Day, and a friend of mine is he's a new dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Josh. This week, I got a text from my buddy, Ben, who we actually mentioned last week. Um, and he says this to me. He says, um, he goes, Josh is a dad? <laughs> Just heard on the podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he had no idea that that Josh was having a baby. And huh. and he lives on the East Coast, and I'm not. I mean, I'm not even going there. Where it's like, yeah, we all have busy lives. We have yeah. different directions and stuff like that. You know, it's been years since we've all kind of gotten together and talked and stuff. But <laughs> it was just so funny. I was like, dude, breaking camp is bringing people together. We are giving. Wow. We're bringing the news. So we're kind of like the new Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just it's it's we're yeah where we we run into somebody and and they they ask us about something we haven't told them yeah. about. We should start talking about people's birthdays, and then people we will be should. like, "Oh man, I need to talk. I need to call that person." Yeah, happy birthday! Well, how would we find everybody's birthdays? They just have to give them to us. We'll creep them. 
we'll oh, create Facebook. Yeah, yeah, we'll pay we'll pay uh, Zuckerberg, um, you know, yeah, uh, some money to track all our listeners. Oh, that would be. good. I'm sure they'd love it. They'd be fine with it. Yeah, they probably already are. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I thought I was that's so, neat. That's really cool. I was like, dude, that's hilarious. And I hadn't talked to Ben for a while. Um, we we texted a few times uh, recently, but we hadn't had a conversation. So mm-hmm. when I got that text message, I just called him. I was like, dude, that's the funniest morning text I've gotten in a long time. <laughs> so it was super cool. Wow. But yeah. So anyway, well, that's cool. That's my update. That's a good update. Well, I got a, I got a, a little update. Okay, what's that? It's not really much of a life update, but I got a new magazine. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it last week or the week before. You mentioned it, yeah. But I brought it over. Okay. And it is a new old magazine. A new old from it's 19... February 1968 issue go. of uh, Field and Stream. Mm. Dude. And I love, like, that's such a cool... You brought it here, and it is so classic. So we need to... You thought the... Immediately, you thought the same thing I did when I opened it. I was like... <laughs> it smells. Oh, it smells. It smells <laughs> kind of like a library basement. Yeah. Like a like a musty library. Musty. Like one that, one that you'd probably a find in Harry Potter movies. Box or of books that have been in, in someone's uh, garage for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So... But I brought this one... Uh, I'm going to leave this one with you. I want to get it back. This is for courtesy of E.J. Min's... 25 Maple Street in Gardner, uh, Massachusetts, MA. Huh. You got this at a garage sale? I got these off of eBay. I bought oh, a bunch of them. wow. Moving up. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to fill out the little forms Oh yeah, that the are mailers? in there and mail them in. Actually, it looks like this one's already been mailed in. Shoot. So you can't get That's the free. The ads are the best. What's that mailer for? The one that already This got mailer is for free facts. Detach this card, fill in your name, age, and address. Mail today for free facts about exciting, well-paid careers in forestry and wildlife conservation. Just the facts, man. That's right up my alley. Dude. Am I too late? Do you think I missed no, the deadline? send it in. I'd call them. Is huh. there a number? There's a lot of free stuff in here. There is no number. So my question is, in your, in your going through, and I, I'll have a chance to thumb through, us, through it, uh, are there... Uh, cigarette ads, because there used to be tons of those in all the all the magazines. There were some that I saw. I haven't looked at this one yet. Yeah. Um, this is the one I gave you. Oh, here's one where I c- this person filled out all this stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Dedicated. no, they are here. Oh, they're just different. Reader. I can fill them out. Um, the other one that I looked at was from 63. It had some cigarette ads. Mm-hmm. But uh, it the brands are like the classic brands that you find. Yeah. At estate sales. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. not uh, the brands of today. It's all black and white except for the center section that has colored photos. I love the ones that say, you know, doctors recommend Marlboro or whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's, a, it's, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's but, cool. Uh, it's pretty sweet. It smells incredible. Is there any article in it that you like brought for a specific reason? Yeah. Or? I brought this one because it says how to take. Fishing photos like a pro. Well, that's right up our alley. Yeah. Let's hear about it. So the reason I got this was the other one I was looking at. Um, we'll get to that article about taking photos like a pro in a second. Mm-hmm. The reason I got it was because I watched this video where it was kind of a n- sponsored by Orvis sort of thing. And they went to Labrador, which is like way mm-hmm. up northeast, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to canoe in or you can float plane in. But just this like land of magical is, uh, massive five six pound brown trout. Trout. Okay. Okay. Labrador isn't that in Canada? Yeah. Yeah. Way way up northeast. I think it's way way up. There. Yeah. Um, and so one of the issues that I have just happened to be the issue that has that original article that inspired this trip that they took. No way. Yeah. Oh, Super that's cool. Awesome. But another thing that I realized that I like about this is that. This is long form, right? Like, you got to sit down and read this. This is no backpacker magazine like today where you can just glance yeah. through the thing yeah. and you're done in four minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And you see pictures and you see mm-hmm. uh, lists and you see headlines. Like, it's just open Nothing it up. It's a page you. of words. Yes. And so I really like that. So maybe, maybe I'll leave this here with you and you can report back next week on what you've learned about yeah taking better fish pictures. I wanted to see if it said anything about 
what to do with the fish. You know, we're in a movement right now. Yeah. Keep them wet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that was not the case back then. Right. So. Yeah, definitely in catch and release. And I was reading something this uh, week also about um, not only keeping the fish in the water if you're practicing catch and release, but yeah. when it's hot like it is um, and you're still fishing for, you know, trout specifically, they said to allow the fish to fight in the cooler, deeper water mm. instead of yarding it up yarding to the surface up, so sure. quick and letting it fight up there. And I was like, man, I've never thought about that because I've always been taught yeah. to um, reel the fish in as fast as possible without oh, okay. breaking the line and then netting it and getting it back into the water. And this was saying, yeah, but let it fight itself out in the cooler water because six, eight, ten feet down is much cooler than the surface foot huh. or two. Interesting. Yeah. So That's good to know. Well, I look forward to it. So I'm looking through the back here. I'm just kind of flipping. Like these ads are yeah, incredible. Remington. Buy, sell, exchange. You know, then you got these little display ads. Yes. Remember, remember the days of tiny little ads. <laughs> yeah, when, when people were selling stuff or they're trying to put their business out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. You can get racing pigeons as a hobby. Oh wow! Are there any guides that are advertised back there? Oh yeah, there's. A, I mean, there's everything back here. I think you could spend a whole uh, session of reading. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, <laughs> on like just, just one page just of the classified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but there's everything. For, but there's a lot in here on dogs, okay? Right? Hunting, hunting dogs, field sure. and stream, right? Sure. Let's see if you can tell what this ad is for. Okay. It is a head, headline. Okay. Chad, you on the, the mute just in case we need to cut this out? Mm. Easy erection, best protection. <laughs> wow. Well, that prophylactics? No, it's for a dog kennel. <laughs> Goes up easy, keeps them safe. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know either. So, this is cool. I, you know, I. <laughs> That's a tagline and a half. Oh, they had an electronic trainer in 1968. The shot like shock collar. Probably Ooh. had a. Probably had a like a. One of those huge 12-volt batteries or whatever. Yeah, it actually looks fairly similar to the size that they use today. Oh. But guess the price in 1968 of okay. the, the high-end model TX200. This is their finest model. 1968. 1968. I'm going to go uh, 49 something $198. Oh, wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. In 1968. You can probably still get one that's top of the line for about that much. Probably, yeah. Holy smokes, that's crazy. So pretty cool. All sorts of places and trips of where to go. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have the sportsman show or the internet back then. Man, so you would just get your magazine, plan out your trips, plan out your fishing. This is well. One thing I'll look, I'll quality. look through when I'm when I'm reading this. Like I had touched on this before, is my grandpa would religiously read the fishing report mm-hmm. and so and the moon like based on the moon cycle. So I'll I'll have to get back to you on that and see what it says. Yeah. So that's cool. You can uh, you can actually in here you can get uh, your pet seahorses. <laughs> what? That that's a diff- that should be a different magazine. Those I those used to be in my comic books when I was a kid. Yeah. You get sea monkeys. Remember? Well, maybe it's for like dads and grandpas getting gifts. Maybe. Maybe it's another gift that's section. So funny. I love that. I used to love the mailer uh, catalogs that you could get like jokes out of, like mm-hmm. gag. Things where you'd have the shocking gum and the mm. hand buzzer and the whoopee cushion. Yeah. Love that stuff. I used to look at that for hours. I love a classic whoopee cushion. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so that's been uh, Bryce and Aaron talk about what they read. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, hey, um, it's 4th of July. It's week. Weekend week. coming up. Whatever week. You're listening. You're probably planning out your weekend yeah your fireworks display yeah so we want to talk a little bit about that your barbecue all the stuff that surrounds it <clears throat> um your beer your beer your your food your all that so why don't your we decorations get into a special bandanas fourth of july version i love it of camp cooler and kitchen Welcome to Camp Kitchen, Fourth of July edition. What do you What do you remember about Fourth of July foods? 
A when do you lot. think Fourth of July? What do you uh, as American as apple pie? Are you thinking about a barbecue? Barbecue cor- corn dog. I think of barbecues. I think of um, light beer. Light beer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, watermelon. I watermelon. think of uh, ice cream or or snow cones. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I think of um, like like berry desserts. That are decorated red, white, and blue. Oh, the shape of a flag. Yeah. So you have blueberries, raspberries, yep. blueberries, yep. Yep. strawberries, all that. Whipped cream. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Maybe um, like a jello-y sort of thing. Yeah, all kinds of crazy little things of that. Um, and yeah, th- that's honestly, when we, when we lived in, um, uh, before we lived out here in Sandy, in a neighborhood we would have these block parties every 4th of July. Mm, we lived in the neighborhood mm-hmm. where they had a show right there. So everyone would come into that neighborhood. A firework show or a band a, show? A, a firework show. Oh, okay. It was a huge thing. It became this really big festival. Still, it's awesome. Mm. And uh, thousands and thousands of people come in, you know, to this. And, wow. and so we would, as a, as a block, you know, we would get a permit with the city so that we could block our street Oh, it'd be legit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we wanted to block our street off, and they said we couldn't do that unless we did a block party. So we're like, fine, let's do a block party. And, yeah. and so we and Then we you did guys that. probably had a bunch of meetings. What? Meetings? Like no. neighborhood meetings? Zero me- um, oh, we did. There so were plan- meetings. Planning meetings. Yeah, it was pretty much like, hey, you bring this, and we'll be good. Okay. We'll <laughs> fill out the permit. You bring this. I yeah. got that. A little oh, cooperation. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And um, what I did, what I started doing was um, renting a snow cone machine. Oh, fun. And I would just make snow cones for all the kids, and it was just so fun. And yeah. they were all free, right? And so, like, sometimes people would be walking down through the through our neighborhood to the park, and we were just like, it was a happy, fun atmosphere. And we're like, hey, you want a snow cone? And they're like, uh, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> and so they would, and, you know, like, it was so fun because they'd yeah. get one for free in our neighborhood, or they had to go down to the park and buy one for $7. Oh. You know, so it was kind of cool. That but is cool. Lots, <clears throat> lots of snow cones, and it was a blast. So much fun. So does the machine just shave the ice and yeah. cut the ice? Yeah. Okay. So I, I did uh, for a few years flavors. the ones like the the little league, you know, where it's like the thing with the plunger that goes yep. down and just kind of it's like little tiny shaved ice. But then one year I did get uh, the Hawaiian shave ice machine. Oh. And that was next level. Sounds next bougie. level. It was super bougie and amazing. So, yeah, that was fun. But it was hmm. cool. So that's what I think of personally. Okay. Uh, yeah. But definitely barbecues. We'd drag everything down on the street. And just, it was so much fun. Barbecues and beer, hot dogs, hamburgers. Yeah. yeah. Had a hamburger earlier today. You did, yeah. That's, In honor of talking about 4th of July. Love that. Yeah. Non-meat burger, though. Unfortunately. Beyond. I, I, th- I think if if we snuck it in on you, you wouldn't even know. Local place up here in town. Makes now, if you ever good. bring me a burger, I'll be on the lookout. But if 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 you could slip it in, I'd love to know, like a blind taste test or something. But if I know it's coming, I'll be over analyzing it. Yeah, right. Couldn't really do a blind taste test of like here's one with burger, here's one yeah. without. The texture is not entirely it's different, as dense and thick and granular and gritty. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of bound. Yeah, but it's still really good filler. But Bound. Like a burger is kind of bound to itself, right? Like it, uh, these, you kind of if you were to hold part of the burger, the other part would fall off. Yeah, With yeah, yeah. Meat burger, you hold it and it just the fat holds there. it together. The fat holds it. Yeah. I mean, it is better for the cow. Mm. Uh, but yeah. So, what are you? Uh, what are you drinking? So today, we're drinking a Linen Kugels Summer Shandy. Linen kugels. Yep. So now this the there's a slight story to this. Back in my uh, lab days, I used to listen to a ton of audiobooks, and so there was a book uh, series author that wrote about this con- same character back in the Midwest, Minnesota, Wisconsin, back in that area, and he always would drink linen kugels, and he always they call them lineys. Okay. And I'm like, what is lineys? Lineys? Of course, I'm, you know, googling it, trying to figure out what this beer is, and finally I'm like, linen kugels. Oh. Well, I can't find the original, like the just the plain lager. Mm-hmm. But the it, we all I always see these ones that are like summer shandy or some sort mm-hmm. of like flavor added. So I just got these the other day, just to try them. But so super it reminds summer. me of like the Radler, the, mm-hmm. the Steigl Radler mm-hmm. that we would have when we were in Austria. And yeah. uh, I saw them. Uh, we were going camping the last weekend, and 
It was going to be hot. It was hot. I don't know. We didn't talk about that in the update, but it update, update, <laughs> sounder. It was hot. It was hot. Miserable. So much snow melt yeah. in the river. It couldn't even really go in the river. Jeez. But I, I, I got a, one of those insulated growler things, and so we were out waiting to pick some stuff up uh, with my truck. Yeah. So I was like, had to kill a few minutes. I'm like, oh, I'll go fill it up in this little growler fill. Mm-hmm. This is a new thing for me. I'd never been in. I the first time I'd really been in one was like a few weeks ago. Really? Yeah. I mean, I just don't. It's not on my rotation. It's. Huh. I'm. I'm. I haven't experienced it enough to be sold on it. But right. you know, because I like the convenience of an individual can. Because you open it, it stays bubbly. It doesn't there get flat. That. Yeah. A glass. I have glass growlers from when I worked at a brewery yeah. 20 years ago. I have a bunch, too. They don't stay cold. But no. now all of a sudden you have these insulated growlers. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll give this a shot again. Yeah. You can get different flavors and combinations of ciders and stuff. Yeah. So it's- I went in, and they had the Rattler, and I was like, oh, I was going to get that. But it was the same price as everything else, but it was like 2% alcohol. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really seem to be worth it. <laughs> so I didn't get it. <laughs> What's the what the, What are the values on the IBVs and the the... The IBVs, the ABV? The ABVs and the IBUs. You would ask me right now. I'm sorry. You need your glasses. Uh, 4.2. I do need my glasses. 4.2 ABV. Okay. Um, it's it's a vice beer. It's a wheat beer, so there's no bitter to it. Oh. But it's nice. It's kind of very light and a little bit of lemon. Yeah, lemony. wheat beer, natural lemonade flavor. So... Anyway, it's just summary, right? It's yeah, you know, super this isn't summary. something that you're going to enter into a beer brewing competition and win best ever, right? But it tastes good mm-hmm. and it's, it's light, light, it's palatable. Yeah, it's just like it's non offensive. <laughs> it's not like handing somebody some peanut butter milk stout that people look and they're like, Ugh. I would say this is way better than non offensive. I would drink this, it's good. It's uh, very non offensive. Every anybody would drink it. Nobody, it's not like somebody's going to drink it and go, Ugh. yeah. Some beers people yeah. have, and they're like, "That's too beery for me." Beery. But like everybody is going to be like, eh, good. "Actually, Amy would be the best tester on that because she does not like the taste of beer at all." Mm. And so there are very, very few beers that she will uh, drink willingly. And um, you think that might be one of them? It's possible. She probably would drink half. I bet you, and have enough. Oh, okay. If it wasn't super, super cold, she'd be like, mm, "Getting the beer coming through." I feel like you got to have it really cold. Yeah. Yeah, which is a summer. That's a light beer summer thing. Like yeah. all the like American beers that are, you know, Coors, Bud, Miller, you know, all those. Right, the colder the better because they just don't have tons of flavor. Like yeah. not cutting on them. It's just not the way they're made, right? And it's just so it, they're they're refreshing. Yeah, <laughs> the colder the better. The uh, the Yeti style insulated can koozie. What are you talking about? That they make, you know, I'm not trying to say a specific brand. Oh, yeah, Yeti style. Yeti style, right? I mean, you can get your Breaking Camp podcast uh, custom engraved koozie by becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash breaking camp. But that has changed the beverage game for me because I like things extra cold. Oh. And once, and I don't know, necessarily want to drink something fast to keep it cold. Right, right. So you right. can drink something in the snow and it stays cold for a long period of time. Sure. Or you're drinking about three quarters of it and it's warm and you're dumping the rest out. But the canned koozie has changed that. I'll put a, a sparky water in there, you know, before yeah. I go to bed. Yeah. It's still cold in the morning. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never done that. Is it still bubbly though? I don't. Uh, I don't usually open it until the morning. Really? Yeah. You just wouldn't get up and go to the fridge? No, this is still part of my in-bed activities. <laughs> I my reading. Here's my where podcast, we learn a little, little peek into Aaron's morning I, routine. I have been so... So I try... This time of year, I'm trying to go to bed before it's dark. Mm. And for the most part, I'm waking up before it's light. So, like, I'm up around 4. Okay. I love that period around... Four, it's been about 425 Jeez. where the birds yeah. wake up. Right. And Cora has a, uh, she got an alarm clock. It's like the hatch style alarm clock where the light gently comes on Amy and plays bird sounds. Oh, yeah. But I get that naturally through the window. And so I love that time of the, of the morning. I'll huh. read, I'll lay there, I'll think, I'll, I'll listen to the birds, have a sparky water. Sparky water. <laughs> I've never, 
<laughs> call them sparkling water. Sparky, because yeah. they're sparkling waters. Yeah. But if you can't say sparkling, I, sparky. I do love sparkling water. But. Yeah. So the canned koozie. Huh. But yeah, this is good. It's refreshing. We also have some camp snacks. Yeah. Camp we, kitchen. We have some fresh cut watermelon. Oh, not just any watermelon. Seedless watermelon. Seedless watermelon. And hold on, Ray. Yeah, oh, that was good. Mm. It is good. I love me some good watermelon. It's so nummy. However, many people, I was doing some research. Chad was doing some research for this. Mm-hmm. So he sent over some notes. He says, a lot of people say that seedless watermelons don't have as rich of a flavor as those with seeds. It's because they're GMO. Well, I don't think that they're GMO. This is a callback. You know how these are made? You know how we got to a seedless watermelon? I would have guessed that it's been modified. According to Texas A&M's Agricultural Extension Services, it has to do with the chromosomes. Uh, A regular seeded watermelon is a diploid or has two sets. To make a seedless watermelon, uh, I guess you're right here. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) The chemical (laughs) cocachine is used to double the amount of chromosomes. I read somewhere else here that said um, they do it. uh, They do it by uh, cross hibernating one watermelon. So then they take. So they modify the seed. Hybridizing or hibernating? Hibridizing. There you go. Okay. Did I say hibernating? Yeah. Oh no. And just they put it to sleep longer. If it hibernates, we're not going to be able to eat it. But what I was going to say is this goes back to – so they're just like you were hybridizing <laughs> your pumpkins after asking permission. I wasn't hybridizing them. I was force pollinating. Wow. I wasn't going from different plant to different plant. I was sticking on the same plant. Well, anyway, this is – this this the seedless watermelon – here's what I – here's what I ultimately came to. I'll just keep talking, and you just keep eating. I'm going to see Wiping your dirt off. It's <laughs> dripping all over me. <laughs> the watermelon ver- the seedless watermelon is the watermelon version of a mule. What? It can't reproduce, but it exists. Wait, mules can't reproduce? No, because they're, they're a horse and a donkey, and they're sterile. I did not know that. That's how you get a mule. I didn't. I wouldn't have ever guessed that this. those two... Uh, animals breeding would make a sterile animal. Did not know that. Yeah. So, huh. Interesting. What? That's crazy. I almost don't believe that. Then they have seeds, but they're not actually seeds. They're immature versions of the black seeds and are not able to reproduce. No, the little white seeds in the seedless watermelon. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most people tasty. want them seedless because they're easier to eat, but then they complain that they don't taste as good as the watermelons of their childhood. Which just proves you can't please people. I wonder where they got these people's complaints. The internet? <laughs> Who's complaining? People Who about it? their where? watermelon. Where you just you pay compl- attention. This weekend, <laughs> everybody's going to be complaining about their watermelon. Oh, there's watermelon. Oh, oh. It's this seedless. doesn't taste as good as it did when I was a kid. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I love it. Well. That's a good treat. I just, I don't know. I If it's the 4th of July that we're talking about, we've got to have a little light beer. We've got to have watermelon. Got to talk about burgers, hot dogs, all those things. So, there you go. <laughs> but that's that's not always been the case. Okay. Did okay. you know that on July 2nd, 1776, the Continental Congress voted in favor of de- declaring independence from Great Britain? On the 4th? On the 2nd. But they were saying, let's declare it on the 4th? Yeah, at that time, John, Quin- John Adams mm-hmm. believed that July 2nd, not July 4th, would be the date remembered by history. The 2nd? Yeah. But he was super wrong. Why did it get to the 4th? Uh... Is that a question? Stay, I, I didn't read that far yet. 
This is we do live it's, research. Oh, because they the didn't have the internet. It took a couple days for word to spread. <laughs> exactly, because here's what it says: the second day of July, 1776, would be the most memorable uh, in the history of America. He wrote in a letter to his wife on July 3rd of that year. I'm apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generation generations as the great anniversary festival. Huh. And so he was like a little kind of right. He was close. He was, he in was the ballpark. close. He was the same week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right. I don't know why it moved to July fourth. Yeah, I, I although don't know our Independence Day celebrations fall on a different date, today's July fourth festivities would look familiar to Adams. Hmm. Who, so it just it, it rolls off the tongue better. Fourth of July, second of July. It doesn't really second of second of second of July. Fourth of July is easier, better. Maybe that's what it is. So it was just the marketing department at the time the? <laughs> for the White House. <laughs> and they're like, listen, okay, uh, this is great. Good work, you guys. Um, we're going to clean this up a little bit, run it through the old machine here. Yeah. Uh, 4th of July. So he believed that it sh- John Adams believed that it should be celebrated on July 2nd, as that's the actual day. But he was then annoyed that Independence Day wasn't celebrated on July 2nd. So he reportedly turned down invitations to July 4th celebration. He stood that. his ground. He was like, no. I like this You guy. guys, you're wrong. Yeah. It's the second. He's the only guy who's like waving his arms in the background like, yeah. quit everybody, celebrating. Everybody else is out in the neighborhood <laughs> doing uh, the celebration, which they say should be celebrated with great pomp and parade with shoes, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other from this time forward, forevermore. So he plans all of this. Yeah. He can see into the future. He's loving. He's like, this is going to be the best thing. All generations will celebrate it. And then they swap the day, and he's like, I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> well, I can just picture him on the second. He's the only guy. He's out in the street, and he's got a sparkler, yeah. and he's just kind of like standing there, like trying to be excited. And everybody's like moving by on their horses like, dude, John, get out of the street, man. It's not till a couple days from now. (laughs) Quit trying to light your snake. It's like those things take forever to light. Oh, those things are fun. (laughs) I do like those ones. Like nobody wants to hear your whistling Pete until two more days (laughs) or pickling Pete, whatever those are called. Put out your bonfire. We're trying to sleep. It is kind of like how it is around here these days where <laughs> you got a, a fireworks season. You don't just necessarily have a one day. Yeah. You have July, June 23rd through I think it's July 6th or something. It's fireworks season. Season, when they have the stands open. Mm-hmm. And I think then they're also, you're, uh, mm. you're, it's legal to light and ignite them. And as so long as they're legal fireworks in I state, didn't know that. There's a season. Outside of that season, this has it's to illegal. Be new. Has and it to might be. have something to do with fires. But. So I have a story about that. Okay. Uh, We're going to circle back. i got a couple more facts. Oh, can't Let's wait. hear this story. <laughs> I know you can't. <laughs> cannot wait about facts. I know. Um, facts. So uh, when I was a, a teen <clears throat> and uh, I was at the beach, we were at a, a camp, church camp of all things. Okay. In, in between camps, we would hang out from one camp to the next. So almost like two score ago. Almost. Yeah. Well, probably. Yeah, exactly. Pretty close. And, uh, um, so we would we would stay there for like the two or three days in between the camps, and we would get up to all kinds of fun. Uh, and so my buddy had some fireworks that he had, and of course we're at the beach, and it just makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. And so we're walking down on the beach, and we had a pile of bottle rockets. Mm. And so we're just going down the beach and lighting them, and you'd throw them, you know, and then they'd go out toward the water or whatever. And my buddy Matt, he is... Um, Self-proclaimed, this isn't me labeling him. The dude is a pyromaniac. Okay. And now we're old dads now at this point in life, but when we and but he the guy, if you get him at the beach, he's gonna still make a good bonfire and it's gonna be yeah. big and you you know, you're not gonna be sitting close to that thing. So um, he's not gonna come down to a fire with one little bundle from the oh no quickie go. No, the we would gather driftwood that was twenty feet long and make oh, a big nice. pyramid. It was amazing. So much fun. Good stuff yeah. that kids, you know, it's like good clean fun. Yeah. So we were doing these fireworks. Well, beaches, as they usually are, are pretty windy places. Mm-hmm. And we were down <clears throat> about a mile from camp uh, where a, a river comes into the ocean there. And we were just sitting there. And me and a buddy, <clears throat> we had kind of tired of the bottle rockets. And, mm-hmm. and um, we were, it was super windy. So we hunkered down 
in the driftwood and just to get out of the wind because it was so windy and like the sand was kind of blasting you. And so we we're just kind of, you know, laying down underneath the logs, beautiful summer, summer day. We're mm. just like chatting, hanging out, whatever. All of a sudden, and we would hear like a, an occasional like, whoosh, poof, whoosh, poof, you know, from these ball rockets. All of a sudden we hear our friend Matt freak out, start running to us. And all we hear is like biggest panic voice, fire, 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 Uh-oh. you guys fire. And Uh-oh. we get up and we're like, what? And one of the bottle rockets had been blown back into the driftwood and had ignited some of the driftwood. Oh, wow. Which was the wind was blowing toward the beach, toward the driftwood, toward this cliff, which had houses on it. And and so we we immediately start trying to fight this thing, put it out quickly. I realize this ain't going out. We got to get real help. And so, so I, the driftwood instantly lit like that, or it was like grasses. And it stuff? was no, it was. I mean, you know how driftwood goes with like there's like big pieces, little pieces, tiny pieces, yeah. seaweed, all this like fire. Oh, okay. So a big pile of it where it kind of all collects from the tides yes. and the waves. And Once stuff. it hits the the beach grass, that stuff has oil in it. And it burns really quick mm. and really hot. And so, anyway, I said, I'm running back to get help. So I ran, but a mile, right? As fast as I could. So, probably like five and a half minutes, six it, minutes. It was to get a back. while because you're running on dry sand, you know? Six, and 15. So, I'm going as fast as I can. I get back to camp. We, you know, we need help. This is before it was very common. You grab- Two buckets. Seriously, <laughs> it was almost like that. It was before it was common to have cell phones. People had them, but oh, it wasn't okay. very commonplace to carry them. And so finally, anyway, we got 911 called. There's a local you can't page fire department. Because it was pager. You can't page <laughs> I can't page it. So yeah, the fire department came down. We had a big to do. The beach caught on fire. Wow. And, and basically. The, to clarify, not the sand. Right. Yeah, exactly. But, but you know what I mean? Like the beach and some homes. When and you was... see, well, the homes were spared luckily. Yeah. But like when you see the, the driftwood that are logs, right? Huge logs. Those things were burning. Wow. Because it just like, there was nothing stopping it. Yeah. And <clears throat> so we were freaked out. We thought we were for sure going to jail something. Yeah. And, um, and so we had a fire crew up on the hill. We had one down on the beach. We were helping the fire crew. Um, and this is a big fire. It was big. No, it was a legit like thing. And basically the fire crew said, if that doesn't stop, if the wind doesn't stop, there's no way we can save these houses. And within a minute of them saying that, the wind stopped. Must have been a church camp. It was a church camp. <laughs> it was crazy. Wow. So anyway, I haven't really messed around with uh, a bunch of bottle rockets and fireworks since then. You know, I've done a few like the legal ones, but like none of those ones, I just don't mess with them because it's like it is not worth it. Well, I got a, a couple of fire facts. Okay. I'm going to jump back to Fourth of July facts in a second. Mm-hmm. So many facts. Today. Mm. This is in the weed. Wait, fact talk. What are you facting me? Fire. This is and firework fireworks. Fire. This is a first firework. Okay. Fireworks fires. Okay. And injury facts. All right. Go. According to the National Fire Protection Association (NFPA). Yeah, you've heard of them. I uh, was a volunteer for a while. There you go. So this is. Some of their f- facts and figures. Right. Fireworks started an estimate, estimated 19,500 fires in 2018, including 1,900 structure fires, 500 vehicle fires, and 17,000 outside and other fires. Wow. Which years would have fallen in that category. Yeah. Yep. These fires caused five deaths, 46 f- civilian injuries, and $105 million in direct property damage. Wow. In 2018, U.S. hospital emergency rooms treated an estimated 9,100 people for fireworks-related injuries. Half of those injuries were to the extremities, and 34% were to the eyes or other parts of the head. You know what I take away from that? (laughs) You probably should be wearing a helmet and safety glasses when you're doing your fireworks. (laughs) Children younger than 15 years of age accounted for more than... One third of the estimated 2018 injuries. Shocker. Because who doesn't love a good Roman candle fight? Well, I mean, you know. Those are fun. Um, don't, so that, don't do that, kids. Don't do that. I don't think you really should be messing around with fireworks anymore these days. 
So, yeah, every year, you know, and we're dry this year. We're under red flag warnings. Yeah. It's going to be – is that my phone going no, off? Me. What's going yeah, on here? I got a text from my dad. Um, we're going to we'll just be careful. Yeah. Well, Have a bucket, a, a water bucket. I, I am really curious because uh, the city of Sandy actually approved uh, – got the fireworks show approved. This is before, really? the, before the heat wave. Mm-hmm. And because, um, again, the the reason they were trying to get it approved and it was iffy was because of COVID, not because of fire yeah, danger. Yeah. And so now they get it approved, they announce it. And then <laughs> now there's this massive heat wave that's happening. I don't know if it'll be over by the time the 4th of July happens, but the fact of the matter is it's dry. There's a fire right now in Warm Springs going on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 6,500 acres. It's been uh, going about a week now. Bunch and, of fires down south from the lightning strikes yeah. over the last few days. Yeah, so it's fire season is full is is really in effect, and is so it, I'm kind of uh, I'm almost I wouldn't be surprised if they said, "Hey, we actually can't do the show yeah. not because of COVID, but because of uh, fire danger." I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up getting canceled. I know that a lot of municipalities and traditional sorts of yeah. fireworks shows have been canceled, right? Which means people have less places and options to go. So if there is somewhere where they're having them. People are going to be traveling and create other sorts of well, incidental issues there. It's one of those things where is it is it less risky, right, to have a professional show where you bring thousands of people to one spot, which means they're not now doing their own shows. Lighting their bushes. Mm-hmm. They'll probably still do some, but they may scale it back because they're going to spend most of the evening mm-hmm. at the other, right? Whereas if they have pre, you know notice of like yeah well, there's not gonna be anything well we'll take matters into our own ha- own hands and do our own show yeah you know at home uh, what's a better plan are and, fireworks stands up I ha- I don't I haven't seen any just today I was driving around town and I saw uh, the the tents and buildings are getting put up okay. but they're not open yet so I'm sure this weekend they should probably be open hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. So for purely satirical purposes, not that this ever would have been anything that we did, it was always fun to convert the legal Oregon fireworks into flying illegal fireworks. <laughs> so you ever I, do any of that? I know. I knew. I heard about it. I was too afraid, actually, because yeah. I didn't want that stuff to blow up in my face. So, again, purely satirical purposes. Um, not that anyone should do this. So you can take like the pickling Pete, the whistling Pete. Piccolo Pete. Piccolo Pete, you yeah. know, yeah. and you uh, tape those up okay. and then smash them and they Make blow up. Palm, right? Mm-hmm. You can also take the ground bloom flowers, okay. drill a hole through them, okay. light them. But the thing about that is you don't know which direction they're going to start flying. So they spin. Oh, because that it burns down to the hole and, and then, then it becomes shoots a, in it becomes a projectile. A yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So don't do that. <laughs> don't Chad do that. Chad's going to check the legal with legal before he includes this in the episode. He doesn't look super happy. He doesn't. Well, he's <laughs> back from vacation, so he's not He's like Ugh, back to reality. Um <laughs> but yeah, we I remember doing that. And both of those things, you know, are not good. Right. Right. I just broke my headphones. You just broke them? I got caught in my chair. Um okay. Well, well, c- equipment failure. <laughs> Should we pause for a second? No, we're good. Just behind the behind the curtain here. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's some fireworks facts. But let me bring it back. But well, let's jump back to Fourth of July facts. Right? Okay, Fourth of July. Go. So three U.S. presidents have died on July Fourth. Do you know who any of them might be? No. I'll give you a hint. We were just talking about one of them, Adams. Adams. I wonder if, like, later on he got so sad that <laughs> he he's like, strapped I'm a just, bunch of Roman candles this is the to end himself. of it. <laughs> so John Adams was okay. one. Okay. We have uh, Thomas Jefferson. Really? And James Monroe. Hmm. Hmm. And these are, again, internet facts, so yeah. debatable. Sure. You know, but... <clears throat> President inter- ones are probably pretty... Internet facts are as good as any facts. <laughs> sure. <laughs> How many million hot dogs do you think are eaten on Independence Day? How many million hot dogs? How many million hot dogs are eaten by Americans on an average Independence Day? Man, that's crazy. 
So, I mean, if you would prefer to do the distance in specific locations across the country, we would accept that as an answer as well. Say it again. Like, like the, Utah like, to Amarillo. Like the length. Yeah, of like weenies? the length of all length of all the weenies. So you what? can say the millions of numbers. I'm gonna say or, millions. Okay. Oh, I like the distance. That's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> now you got my, my then you got to start doing math because how how long is a hot dog? Right. So I'm going to say this because um, I can't remember how many million people are in this in the United States, but I'm going to say 12 million hot dogs. 150 million hot dogs. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh! 150. I think million. there's three. I think there's like 400 million people in the United States, and there's four. The way okay. I remember is okay. kind of like it's a multiplier. There's like four million people in the state of Oregon, and it's 100 times that mm. is this the. And okay. these are rough numbers; they're probably right. different now. <clears throat> huh? So yeah. 100. But if you would have said something like enough to stretch from DC to LA more than five times, we would have accepted that answer what? as well. There we were, and back. We were camping last weekend up in, in Washington on the river, and yeah. we played a. No fires, you know, yeah. and we didn't need fires anyway, but we were sitting outside and after dinner and I was like, we had a game we'd come up with. There may be a name for it where they, like you write something down and you stick it on your forehead. Okay. Yeah. But I like, as you may or may not know, I like Jeopardy. So we were <laughs> eating yeah. mm-hmm. at about 630 and I said, okay, well, we're going to play an improvised Jeopardy game. Okay. <laughs> and so I played Jeopardy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't even know why I started that story. What were we talking about? <laughs> Can we Hot just... dogs back and forth five times. <laughs> from Five times back and forth from D.C. to L.A. And you said, by the way. Oh, by the way. <laughs> I was eating five of those hot dogs. Anyway, it was super fun. Game show, my alter ego game show personality, Bob, came out and was the host. It was a really fun game. We had three cat. We had... Uh, Jeopardy, uh, the Jeopardy round, uh-huh. the double Jeopardy round. We had three categories of three questions each in each round. Awesome. And I did sound effects. Daily double. Okay. Can you guess the first state to make the 4th of July an official state holiday? Or you can also guess the year. Oh, that's where it was. I was lenient in my... You know how Alex would have to go to the judges? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very lenient in my answers. Well, you were camping. Yeah. It's a very... It's fun. Fun atmosphere. We'll have to try that another Uh, time. So first date or the year that 4th of July first officially became a holiday? My my gut tells me Texas, um, but but I also think that... That that Texas also wants to wants to secede from the union, so oh, yeah. so I'm thinking that's not the answer. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm thinking more of these primary Delaware. starts states up there that were fighting uh, yeah, Delaware. Uh, hello, I'm in Delaware. No, Massachusetts. Okay, okay. but close, in very close, very close. All right. Um, do you know the from 2000? This is Internet Facts from 2018 is when our data is from. Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest is held annually on July 4th. 2018 champion Joey Chestnut. Do you know how many hot dog? What would be your guess of how many hot dogs and buns he ate in just 10 minutes? Okay, so this one, um, I'm gonna go 52. 74. God, you were pretty close. Man, do you uh, where would you think that the July 4th ranks in all the holidays for beer sales in the United States? Uh, okay, number one is Super Bowl. Number two, I'd say number two would be New Year's, and number three would be Fourth of July. Those are all really, I like your line of thinking there, but it's actually the number one holiday for beer sales. Fourth of July? Yeah. Number two is the Super Bowl. I don't have that on Because my, it says national current, holidays. My current internet. Oh, because did you say national It might be, holiday? yeah, Cause national Because Super holidays. Bowl obviously isn't a national holiday. Yeah. But I bet you <clears throat> that the Super Bowl, well, maybe it doesn't outsell beer on Fourth of July. But I bet you it's I bet you it's the second. Like in just days of the year and not. And not, uh, not holidays. Not holidays. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know that Super Bowl is massively up there. Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, according to Men's Journal, Americans slugged down 325.5 million gallons of beer on Super Bowl Sunday. Gallons of beer. Gallons Almost of beer. Almost a gallon of beer per hot dog. Not quite, but because it was 400 million uh, hot dogs, right? 150 million hot dogs. Oh, 150. So people are going three to one on the <clears throat> hot beer to hot dog ratio. Oh, my God. Which is pretty good because if then you're having three hot dogs, yeah, you're up there quite a few beers. Three hot dogs equals a gallon of beer. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's gallons, not even just beers. Gallons, gallons. of beer. That's What's crazy. That, two, is that two milk jugs? Uh, no, that's – well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the big the big milk jugs are those half gallons. Well, the jug, the plastic ones, is a is that gallon. a gallon? Yeah, okay. Gallon. Uh, the the carton ones are half. Like the then there's the next size down. Oh yeah, but yeah. the big ones that the muscle so, workout guys. Yeah, the gallon of water. It's a gallon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So one of those a beer. Well, no, yeah, one of those per three hot dogs. That's per for every American. Like in on average, that's nuts. That's a lot of going to the bathroom. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! That's it so is uh, rumored, alleged, yeah, allegedly, President Zachary Taylor died in 1850 after eating spoiled fruit at a July Fourth celebration. And yeah. I, you know, I, I bet John Adams from his grave was just laughing, saying. If they'd had that on July 2nd, he'd have been fine. <laughs> it wouldn't have been spoiled. It wouldn't have been spoiled. It just, the fruit just sat out on the table for two extra days. They're like, hey, you have to wait. And he's like, fine. <laughs> he died of fruit. Oh. That's just so funny. I don't know. That's hilarious. Did oh. you know that on every July 4th, descendants of the signers of the Declaration of Independence tapped the Liberty Bell 13 times oh. in honor of the original 13 co- co- colonies. They tap it instead of gonging it because it's already broken. Yeah. Yeah. They must. I apparently need to wear my glasses when I sit this far from my screen. Mm. So, well, you know, That's those good are facts. some fireworks facts. Good, good facts. What uh, else do you think about when you think about uh, 4th of July? Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Yeah. It is... Uh, Definitely a day where, you know, you got to stop. Think about the the fact that we live in an awesome country Mm -hmm. uh, where we're free and free. You know, and I I guess where my brain goes is um, to be thankful, first of all, for like the people who made the ultimate sacrifice, who believed so much in a cause uh, to defend our freedom that they were willing to die for it. And so that is I'm never... I never take that lightly, um, and um, I, but what I do then from there, because I'm super thankful to live here, mm-hmm. uh, is to go, now how do I live out my freedom? You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I take it. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's like, it's a bigger conversation. We don't have to, I don't know how far we'll get into it, but you know, your expression of your freedom hopefully doesn't take someone else's freedoms away, right? Mm-hmm. That's That would be mm-hmm. misusing it or whatever. So I kind of think about that, you know? Like, I want to be free, but I want to also make sure that I'm honoring somebody else, you know, no matter what yeah. their their thought or differences are might be. So, but yeah, it's awesome. It's a good day. That is a good day. Good yeah. reminder. <clears throat> Just thinking about those, you know, collective societal cultural freedoms that we enjoy that we might take for granted. Mm. Um, that were set in motion a long time ago and fought for for us um, to remember the how grateful we are for that. But also I think that there's opportunities to look into, you know, how, personally then what does freedom mean to you? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you mentioned something here about boundaries creating freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that that boundaries do enable freedom. Uh, and you could go all the way back to literally the Revolutionary War, where we're saying, <clears throat> here's the line in the sand. We're not going to pay your taxes anymore. We're not going to go by, you know, British law. Mm-hmm. We're going to set this boundary and fight for it. 
not a physical boundary, but it was a it was a moral one, right? It was yeah. a and and or a philosophical boundary, <clears throat> and um, and so you know when we if we could. I don't want to get political, so we'll use kids, right? Mm-hmm. So I've raised three kids, and they're not done yet, but they're they're all teenagers in high school and, and beyond. And when from a very young age, uh, we instilled boundaries in our kids to teach them, uh, you know, first of all, safety and you know protection, um, but also discipline and mm-hmm. a right, difference between right and wrong. But then what it what it teaches them is to realize that within these parameters they actually have freedom and a mm. great amount of freedom to live their lives how they see fit in these boundaries mm-hmm. and and there's safety and security in that and i think that there you can apply that to your personal uh life and then also in a uh national kind of per- perspective so that's i really do i'm a firm believer in in boundaries uh providing freedom you can apply it on work you hobbies friends relationships, all kinds of things like that so that's kind of what I, what comes to mind yeah and then th- that's great i mean you look at it like with a uh child you know with a pet with a, your personal is that something going oh, i thought it was, it was a car motorcycle yeah, motorcycle driving by um but just I, I appreciate all of those things of freedom doesn't mean you can do anything you want. You know, exactly. for, for, there's a, a cultural perspective today that kind of tends to believe freedom means I can do whatever I want and, mm-hmm. and doesn't matter who else it impacts or yes. whatever. But that's not actual freedom. Well, because with freedom, you'll, you'll say it comes with what? Re- Great responsibility. There it is. And that is like it's so forgotten. Lately, I think I feel yeah. where it's like, well, what is that responsibility? And, and I think one of the biggest uh, responsibilities of being free and living a free life is respecting others and mm-hmm. putting others literally before yourself. Mm-hmm. Because, again, it's not, you know, we can live out freedom in an, in an entitled way that we where we can just justify everything we do. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's free country. Yeah. Yes, you are free to be a total jerk, unfortunately. But uh, thank God for laws that that it's like to a point, right? (laughs) There is some accountability there. Um, But anyway, it's a very, very slippery slope. It's a very difficult conversation to navigate. And that's why I think it's something that you do not impose on others. It is self-imposed. You know, these... When you live out your freedoms, it, it should be a self-governance, right? Because if you are living an honorable life that's free, you're going to be respecting other people. Mm. Anyway, just my soapbox. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you're free. You know, you're you're free to go where you want in your car, but you're you're not free to choose which stop sign you want to stop at. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So. But yeah, I mean, um, hopefully you guys uh, are are going to celebrate with your family and friends and you have a, a nice holiday and you're safe and, um, you know, you're smart based on where you live and what the what the dangers might be with fires and stuff like that. Uh, you might live in a state that it's perfectly fine to um, light off a big firework display at your house. And that's great. Some of those states down in the lower right mm-hmm. got like 20... 20- Eight inches of rain. Oh man! In the last week, yeah. They so those okay. places are probably fine. <laughs> probably all right. <laughs> probably up where the wind's ripping. And, yeah. and I, I saw something the other day that said they were looking at the moisture content in yeah. some of our areas of uh, forests, where mm-hmm. trees, uh, debris that was down fuel, you know, mm-hmm. down fuel, yeah, had less moisture content in it than a piece of paper. Are you serious? Yeah. Again, TV facts. TV facts. TV news facts. But just to think about that, I mean, I think we're really going to see hmm. how this summer plays out. You know, we, we, we've become so accustomed to this word unprecedented and historic. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden when they say yeah, we're going to have a, a historic and unprecedented wildfire season, people are like, yeah. oh, that's just what we do. We have historic and yeah. unprecedented stuff. We have historic winter storms, unprecedented winter right. storms. Right. And so we become numb. Yeah. But I think it's also a good opportunity to prepare. 
Yeah. To plan ahead. Yeah. Right? You know, we, we had major evacuations in this area last year. I think that will only become more and more the norm. So, yeah. Be careful. So. Do your part. Take care of yours and your family and your name, your neighbors. You know, store some water. Here's a tip. <laughs> store some water. How? Store some water, right? Like, so you got the you got your camp jugs, right? The blue jugs. Yes. Another good way to go about this is that that I like is so you get like. Uh, are you watching the clock there, Chaz? I am. Chaz is watching the <laughs> clock. What time is it? Because I gotta get my recycling. It, out. It's time. Running out. We started a little late. Um. So say you get some apple juice from the store. You get some yeah. milk from the store, right? Yeah. Like you can take that plastic and just ditch it into the recycling or yeah. take it to the recycling center. But you can wash those, sanitize those, clean those. Fill them up with water, put them on a shelf in your garage, your storage area, mm-hmm. because you might have plenty of water if we don't have clean water sometime. Are you just but talking like, about in general, in general or for the 4th of July? <laughs> I know you lost me. <laughs> in general, because I'm talking about wildfire season and oh, we had evacuations, okay, okay, okay. we had power outages. The go back. You know, if you're on, if you're on wells, all mm-hmm. this sort of stuff, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like being prepared in general. Water. So you have your water supply. I start talking like this, and you just kind of you just you just gloss over. <laughs> I know what you're going for. I just was like, because Wait, then you I can track. You have plenty of water yeah. for you, right? But like yes. your neighbors might not. They may not. Have your it. your kids' friends' families may not, and yes. you could send them away with six jugs of water that you have been yeah, storing yeah, yeah. and preparing. So that's a good way. You don't have to be in large receptacles or containers. Gotcha. You can take these plastic things. You're just going to toss and recycle. Fill them with water, put them in your barn or your shop or your garage, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you have water to distribute. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Love it. Off topic, you know. But <laughs> it's bonus. That's bonus. all bonus, you guys. Bonus content. Well, hey, listen. Uh, also, we want to remind you that during the month of June, we're coming to a close here pretty soon. Uh, we are running a Patreon promo, right? Yeah. That uh, if you sign up as a Patreon supporter for Breaking Camp during the month of June at any level, you will receive a limited edition uh, stainless, and I, we haven't really said this. Through because, the end of this episode, because this episode is going to come out on oh, second, yeah, you're July right. 2nd. So this will be the last episode. This is your last chance. This is the last you chance. You hope you listen to it today. Yeah. Go to your computer. So yeah. Through sign, July so 2nd. This is the it. This is it. Um, Let's do it through the 4th. You want to put it through the well, 4th? Well, we said through June, so now we're kicking well, it. Well, we're talking let's, about let's it. We're honor, talking about Let's honor it. Adams and go with the 2nd. The 2nd. <laughs> The original fourth. Okay. <laughs> but that means people got to get it and download. What if, they, what if they're getting ready for their 4th of July parties? They don't listen to it till Saturday. Man, that's a good point. You got to watch the socials. Do you want to go through the federal holiday of Monday, <laughs> July 5th? The observed. The observed Because uh, I holiday? have that day off. Do you? I do, yeah. So that'll be a good reminder for you to do our, our last social push. Today's the it last day. You like that? Well, just so you know, time is <laughs> really running out, um, and what we'll, what we're going to give you is a um, a, koozie, a breaking camp engraved koozie, uh, and you can keep your beer sodas, sodas. cold. Super cold. Um, it is it's black, uh, powder coated, and then it's laser engraved. It's got a, it's just a cool little logo on there. It's awesome. Might be blue. And no, we won't give the blue ones out. We, we got a few mis, mis, miscolored ones. But um, so we're doing that. And we want to say a special. Oh, wait. Also, hold on. We got some new. You will get entered into a drawing mm. for a Gerber pack of gear. And it's, Gerber it's a, gear bundle. It's a bundle. It's a mess of stuff. It's super cool. It's great. Great stuff. Some for the fishermen, outdoorsmen. Uh, just the general, you know, hobbyist, bushcrafter. It doesn't like. There's all kinds of things. Stuff for the camp kitchen. You are gonna want this bundle. If you haven't seen it, check out our social media. Hey, Breaking Campers, if you've been on the fence about becoming a Patreon supporter, then listen up, because we have something exciting going on. For the month of June, everyone who joins us at any of our supporter levels will also receive a limited edition BCP koozie and be entered into a drawing to win a Gerber Outdoor Gear Bundle. What's the gear bundle? Whoa, some good stuff. It's valued at over 300 bucks. There are a few items for the fishermen, an all-in-one lightweight utensil set, 
corkscrew multi-tool, and a made-in-the-USA Gerber folding knife. Well, that's awesome. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I want to win it. Is that cool? Uh, Chad says no. Oh, Chad. Okay, so by becoming a supporting hiker, camper, or angler, you not only help us keep this show going, but you also receive benefits like a BCP supporter sticker, a notepad for your camp checklist, episode shoutouts, and a BCP coffee mug. And this isn't just any mug, but a super sweet stainless steel BCP logo mug. Perfect for your next camp coffee. So visit patreon.com forward slash breaking camp or just Google breaking camp Patreon. You'll find us. Chad set it up like that. Remember, this special promo is going on for the month of June only. So don't miss your chance to win this awesome Gerber gear bundle and get your limited edition bonus stainless koozie. Sure to become your new favorite for keeping your beer uh, sodas icy cold. And then after you do that, get out there and have some fun. Is it Lusby or Lusby? Lusby. It's Lusby. Lusby. Lowercase L. Lowercase L. Zach, you needed to capitalize <laughs> your L because I thought it was an I. You didn't know how to say Iusby. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> That's kind of a neat one, though. That's fun to say. Iusby. Zach Iusby. Um, anyway, it's Zach with a C. He's our good buddy. And thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jill. Uh, join you. Join them uh, in our camp family, I guess. I like that. And uh, we would love to um, just do some fun stuff together. So for all those previous supporters that have been signed up and we've been promising, we're going to send you stuff. It's we coming. have these koozies and mugs and, and stickers and notepads and cards in our hands. We have it. So, so you, by the time this comes out, you think we can set that as a realistic thing? Mm-hmm. So by the time this comes out, you should have received your package. It should at least be in the mail. It should we'll at least be in the mail. Way. So go check your mail. Yeah, grab yeah. a chair. Grab a chair. Sit by your mailbox. <laughs> I'm just waiting. <laughs> oh man, thank you guys oh, so much good. for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, send us an email, uh, breakingcamppodcast at gmail dot com. Subscribe. Leave us a review. Share it with friends. And if you want to call us and leave us a message, that would make us so happy. Five zero three four two seven eight seven four three. And most importantly, get outside and have some fun. Thank you.